In every real estate transaction, something comes up that the buyer or seller may have a question about. But in the heat of the moment, the question goes unanswered. Each episode, I talk with real estate experts and real estate vendors to provide a look at what goes on behind the scenes in the real estate world to get you answers. I blend in local Santa Cruz history, add some tips and tricks, all designed to help you be successful in your next real estate project. Tell your friends you can't talk right now because you are with the Realtor Lady. Hi, I'm Michelle and you are with the Realtor Lady. And today I have Christine Palm and I'm so excited to have Christine back because um, she had a really interesting uh, area of real estate or in the real estate industry that she works in. And this episode was lost. So we're re-recording today. <laughs> and um, I'm excited. She had some great stories and she had some different insights on real estate that I think that uh, us as realtors don't always, uh, we're just not aware of. So Christine Palm, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be interviewed by you and um, to share what type of work I do in real estate. And uh, yeah. So tell me about your company and tell me how you got there because you did before you gave me a, a whole idea of kind of how it all happened and that was kind of interesting as well. Yeah, well I started my my actual company, Sidewalk Property Solutions, and uh this year. So um but I've been doing this full time for three and a half years and I uh did a couple deals even back in 2013. So I'm not a realtor, but I um, I'm what you call a wholesaler. And so what I do is I do a lot of marketing to find distressed property owners. And um, most of the time their houses need a lot of work. So today I went and uh, was showing the house. I have it under contract. And so I'm going to assign my contract over to a buyer. So that means I'm not actually buying it, but I'm selling it to an investor who will fix it up to either rent out or to sell. And you sell it to them. You yeah, so I sell my contract. You assign the contract. I assign the contract, which is the same thing as selling it. <laughs> I'm selling my contract, not the house. That's interesting. That's very interesting. And, t and tell me, how did you learn how to do this? I I know you told well, me, but let's start again. Yeah. So I remember you, you, uh, anyways, I, I learned about it from rich dad, poor dad. I went to one of their conferences and I learned about it, uh, probably back in 2008. And at that time I was living in Hawaii and whoever it was, was like, Oh, Hawaii is not a good place to wholesale. Well, now, now that I know, I think any place is a good place to wholesale because there's always houses that need to be fixed up and um, really aren't the best for the MLS. And so um, I didn't do anything. And, but now I live in Lexington, Kentucky and um, I moved there in 2013 and I started listening to podcasts about wholesaling and I just started taking massive action. So, um, you know, and it, it just took off from there. I'm but, seeing it a lot now. So in, uh, 
the East Bay, there's a lot of advertisements and um, like right now, I think it's John buys houses. And so explain <laughs> to us what it is, because I think people have, have seen it and had they probably always wondered what that sign was about. Yeah. So you might see ones that say like so and so buys houses or we buy houses or we buy houses as is and sometimes they're handwritten and sometimes they're printed and um it's all pretty i i would say a good majority of those people are wholesalers so um that is how i started was by putting out bandit signs um i wrote them myself because that was the way for me to get them the cheapest because i didn't have any money and I just went out and put out 90 signs in one night and I didn't even get home and I was getting phone calls. So, um, <laughs> and, and that was in, um, Lexington. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I do a lot of marketing to find distressed property owners. So a lot of times they've inherited a house or it was a rental, or their tenants haven't taken good care of the house, or and sometimes the people might have lived there for decades, and they, you know, need to go into an assisted living, or they need to downsize, or, you know, any different type of, you know, reason that they need to sell quickly. Um, those are the people that I look for. So one thing I've noticed is that a lot of times, like with realtors, if they're going to list the property, you might say, hey, can you fix these things or can you paint these things or, you know, to get it ready for us to do some showings. And sometimes the people are too old or they don't they aren't physically able. They don't have the money. Um, they live out of state, you know, and they just it's just too much on their shoulders. And I think sometimes they just get really stressed out and, you know, I'm able to come in and help them and able to just relieve that stress. Cause I just take care of everything. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I like it because I feel like I'm helping these people. And then also I feel like I'm helping um, the investors. So the investors are busy rehabbing houses, fixing up houses or, or managing their rentals. And they don't really have the time to do all the marketing to find the motivated sellers. And so most of the time, like if I just put out signs, you know, normally those people are ready when they call. Um, but one of my other marketing channels is cold calling. And with cold calling, you have to do a lot of follow-up because you might talk to them and you can hear that they're motivated, but um, they're not ready yet. So I need to put it in my calendar and follow up. And since December, uh, right now it's September, but since December, I've closed on three deals that I'd been following up on for two years. Wow. <laughs> so it's like a lot of follow-up and... Um, you can't hear. Can you hear me without him? No. Without headphones. I'm going without headphones. I'm going rogue. <laughs> we'll see what <laughs> happens. Do you know. want me to turn things up or? No, no, it's okay. Okay. I'm Do you want me to take out my headphones? 
No, I think you're supposed to be wearing your headphones. I think that was the idea. I don't know. Because, I mean, I do have a microphone in my laptop. That's okay. Um, I think headphones are better, but that's okay. I think what's happening, I might not be getting the input from your from your pod, but that's okay. So take us on the um, start to finish. Do you have a recent one that you've worked on? Yeah. I mean, right now I have eight deals on my board and, um, you know, it's all, it's all different types of situations. So, I mean, I think one that you were bringing up before about it raining throughout the house, it was a two story house and there was a hole in the roof and I was in the kitchen, which is on the bottom floor and it was raining on me in the kitchen. (laughs) And so it had been like this for a really long time. So they had lived here when they were younger. The mom got really old. Um, She was, if she wasn't already in her nineties, she was really close to her nineties and they had moved her into a different house. And like, there was so much stuff everywhere. And I walked in and it, it smelled pretty bad, but mostly like mold. And there was just mold up all the walls. And I think it was because, you know, the the roof had been leaking for years and nobody was living there and it was just really bad. And I remember I got into the car and left and I was like, it smells really bad in my car. And I was like, I think it's on my shoes. <laughs> so it's, I had to it's like on me. pull over. And I like wiped my feet on, on some random grass that I found and it, it helped a little bit, but it was, it was, it was all over you. Yeah. 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 And so I probably, this was, you know, before COVID and I probably should have had a mask and worn the mask, but even the seller didn't want to even come in. She was like, it's really bad in there. You're really brave for going in there. And, (laughs) but you know, it, it was something that was, on their shoulders for a really long time. And it was full of so much stuff. So much stuff was in the house and they felt like they needed to clear it all out, but they just, they, the people who, you know, like the mom, besides the mom, like her kids were all working full-time jobs and they just didn't have the time and resources to get it taken care of. And part of what I do is I tell them they don't have to worry about it. You can leave the junk, take what you want leave the rest and we'll dispose of it and fix up the house. And that, I think that right there relieves a lot of stress. So we and another asked, thing, what, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say another thing is it also helps realtors. So I do sometimes um, feel a little resistance from some realtors because I think that I'm taking the houses from them, but really I'm able to, you know, assign it to an investor who's going to fix it up. And then they end up selling it on the MLS and the work that they do on the house is amazing. And like one of my buyers like posted a link uh, or like his realtors link of a house that I had wholesaled to him. And I was, I clicked on it and I had to put my email address or text number, my phone number in there. And cause I wanted to look at the pictures and it was just 
so beautiful after he had fixed it up. And then like the next week, I get a text from the from the realtor saying, hey, did you want to look at this house? And I was like, oh, no, no. You know, like I, I wholesaled it to the seller. And she's like, oh, yeah, sorry. But it it's really fun because I know that we need inventory. Like realtors need inventory to list. Buyers okay. want to buy, you know, like people want to buy the homes that they're going to live in. And a lot of times the buyers, they don't, they're not, I mean, yeah, there's the handyman, but those are few and far between. You, you normally have people who have their own jobs, their own lives, and they don't want to buy the house to fix it up. They want to buy the house to live in it and be happy. And so um, when, when my investors are able to fix them up and then sell them to the people who want to move in, it's, it's really good. I, I feel really proud <laughs> for all those things. So. Well, there's a couple things happening there. I mean, you're really improving the property values of the neighbors. And then like we have two abandoned houses in our neighborhood. We have one, we call it the monster house. And it it's this pretty nice old house, but the the owners have these grandiose dreams that they're going to move back in the home someday. But as far as I know, nobody's lived in it for very many years. And so yeah. then somebody broke a window. They got a red tag by the city and the city um, gave them like 30 days or something. She was just repairing it yesterday. But my husband was so disappointed because she just came out and kind of put a piece of glass in and then just kind of nailed trim around it and like primered it. It just <laughs> looks horrible. I was like, oh, and then we have the other guy around the corner who uh, he doesn't live there. We don't know what happened to him. He was there for a while and he doesn't take care of the trees. And so in the winter, it gets really almost dangerous hmm. in that area. And it just like, could you just rent them at least? Could you, you know, could you just do <laughs> something with them? So there are some people, you know, using the house. I mean, our housing, we have such a housing shortage. It's just, I don't know. But yeah, but what I was going to well, add one early, thing, what's up? Well, I was going to say one thing that I do is I offer a finder's fee. So I give, you know, like if you say, say I was in the same market as you and you call me up and say, Hey, there are these two houses. Like they're just sitting here vacant. I don't know what's going on. You know, like you can give me the info and I could try and contact them and see if, if, um, you know, I could wholesale it. And if I do, if someone recommends a house to me and it ends up being a deal, I give them a thousand dollars at closing. I think other wholesalers do 500, some do a thousand, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you could contact some of your wholesalers or even you could wholesale it yourself, you know, but um, that is another thing that I offer because a lot of times, like I've done it a couple times with one lady's friend uh, needed to sell this rental she had and she just couldn't keep on painting it. And I was able to help her and her friends like, Hey, and I was like, yeah, here's your thousand dollars. And she was super, super excited. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So it's like a win, 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 you know, there are some houses here in Santa Cruz where people are just hanging on to them, which yeah, you know, for whatever reason, but what I was going to mention earlier is that I was at a property it's already listed in within my company and it needs so much work. And my buyer said to me on the other agent, she said, 
You know what I've noticed is uh, realtors have to be general contractors now. Like we literally have to, we get a listing and part of it now is, well, will you bring in contractors? You know, they pay them of course, but we have to hire them and, and clean up and, you know, stage and be there for the stage. I mean, like all this stuff that I, I, I just really haven't done in the last, I mean, I'm going on my 17th year. So now in the last couple of years, I've just become this contractor doing all this work. Yeah. And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to find the people to do the the work, you know, like it's rough, (laughs) especially in this type of market where everybody is buying properties, everybody's rehabbing properties. Um, It's hard to find somebody reliable to do the work. And so a lot of times uh, my investors, they have their own crew who's on salary. You know, they're like, I'm going to give you work all year long, (laughs) you know? And so that's one of the, the reasons why it's, you know, good to sell to an investor who that's what they do is fix up the properties. So have you ever had somebody come back and go, well, they made so much money after they resold it. Or have you had anybody go, Maybe I shouldn't have wholesaled it. Maybe I should have. You know, like me, like I should have. No, just like not when somebody goes like by the, the house that they 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 sold to you and went, hmm, maybe I should have done that differently. Have you ever had anybody come back and go, hmm, maybe that didn't work? No, not really. Not the sellers because, you know, I think there's times like when I talk to them before they sell to me. Where they say, you know, I'm seeing all these houses selling for these high numbers in my neighborhood. And I'll be like, okay, well, let's look at it. And we could see the pictures and there's like granite and beautiful paint and floor and updating everywhere. You know, I'm like, (laughs) well, is your house in this condition? Like, does your house look like this? And, And they're like, no. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, how, how much is it going to cost you to get it to this point? How long is that going to take you? Like, do you need the money now? Or are you able to fork out all this money and not get paid for another six months to a year? You know, so a lot of times the people that I am able to help the sellers, they don't have that time or right. the money. Or the time, the time, the money, the energy, the resources to get it done, you know? So I think a lot of times it's like that. And sometimes like I think about it for myself, you know, I'm like, I just wholesaled this and they sold it for so much more. But I have to remind myself, they had to put a lot of money into the house to get it to that shape. So, you know, (laughs) so I, I want them to make money. I want to make money and I want the seller to make money. I want us all to make money. So, and I want the realtor to, at the end to make money. So it all goes back into the community. Mm-hmm. The other thing I've noticed too, is that um, this is, this might sound terrible, but I've been able lately to get a fairly good run of contractors. And what I've kind of figured out is contractors have went, well, at least with a realtor, I'll get more work if I do well and we mesh and everything where mm-hmm. that if my client called them directly, they probably won't call back. 
But if I call them, I typically get a call back. Either I, I don't have any time or I can do it, you know, such and such time. So now I've just been telling people, if you're hiring a contractor, just tell them that your, your realtor referred them and they'll get, they'll get like 20% up in ranking, you know, just for that alone, because they're trying to look across the board of their work and where, where the, the better work is and working with realtors or probably investors is a better way to go than just working with pu the public. You know, with a realtor, yeah. you're going to get paid. That's, you know, with an investor more than likely. Those are some things I've seen. Now, let me ask you, how are you advertising right now? You don't have to give up all your trade secrets, but are you still doing the, the handwritten signs? Well, to be honest, I have uh, over 100 signs that are ready to be put out, but, but I haven't put them out. And uh, I was just thinking today I should go do like a big run and just put out a whole bunch of signs soon. Um, because I, I like to put them out in the middle of the night because there's less traffic. And then that way yeah. I can just pull over real quick, put it out, jump back in the car and go on. Whereas if it's in the daytime, you know, I'm causing a lot of traffic, <laughs> it's unsafe. But um, yeah, I, I send out mailers. I cold call, send out texts. Those are the main ways. Also, I have a website www.sidewalkpropertysolutions.com. Um, so that's where people can find me online. I do some PPC on there as well to make sure I'm at the top, at the top of the Google rankings. If you want to sell your house fast here in Lexington. So, so those are my main marketing channels. There's just, this is just kind of off the site, off there are realtors that keep advertising how they're selling homes fast and for over asking. And it's like, everybody's doing that. That is not a special thing that you do. <laughs> there are like 10 to <laughs> 20 buyers for every house. You are not a gifted realtor. You didn't do anything else that just, I mean, I'm still seeing million dollar houses with pictures that the realtors took themselves. And I really do think that takes off a few bucks on the actual back in, but for the most part, there's no, um, there, there's some great realtors out there, but our, our skill, like I said, now is probably more in getting a home ready for sale and then actual negotiation. But once it's on the MLS or Zillow, it's pretty much sold. So there's no, there's no yeah. gifted realtor out there. <laughs> yeah. Are there any trends you're seeing? Anything that you've seen shifted? We've talked in the spring. I think things were a little more closed down. It, anything changed in your, your business model? You kind of went through COVID, which was probably interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of sellers were wondering, you know, especially 2020 wondering what was going to happen, what's going to happen with the market. And then also with the eviction moratorium. Oh, right. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. Right. So, you know, you weren't, you weren't allowed to evict someone for non-payment, which was unfortunate for landlords because they're, some of them, some of them were fortunate. Their tenant would still pay and do what was right. The be good citizens and good, good renters. But then there was the other big portion who were like, I'm not going to pay. I'm going to let everybody move in. I'm going to do whatever I want with your place. And then they weren't getting paid and they were having to pay their mortgages. And, you know, 
So I think that was a big problem uh, through COVID. Now people are less curious about what's going to happen next and they sort of just want to sell the properties and just move on. Uh, but now, you know, there are, we are allowed to evict for non-payment now, I believe. I don't know for how long, um, but that's a big thing right now too, is just moving through the whole um, eviction part. Did you get a few phone calls kind of when that started? I think the rumbling was the beginning of August and then it really became more final at the end of August. So if you had anybody going, well, we're, we're going to be ready to sell here soon or we're ready to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get moving. Yeah. I mean, I just got a property under contract this weekend. Uh, they had just gotten their tenant out uh, from an eviction and so I was actually just there this today and there was fleas <laughs> all over my ankles and I was like, Oh no. So, um, but yeah, so, but that is the one thing that I do talk about now. Like if you have bad tenants, it's okay. We'll take them too. Like if you don't want to deal with evicting them, we'll take care of it. You know, oh. Oh. we just want to make it easier for you. So a lot of times people think that they have to get rid of the tenants first. So, but I'm like, don't worry about it. We got you. <laughs> so. That's very cool. Any, any funny stories that you've had happen throughout your career? Yeah. I mean, a lot, of, there's a lot of different stories out there. Um, can I, I talk about some of them on my, on my YouTube channel and make little videos or on my Facebook or Instagram. But, uh, there was this one time it was summertime and the house had been vacant for a while and the seller lived out of state. And she said, uh, that the lady across the street had a key and she would talk to the lady. And so I went over there, the lady gave me the key and I walk in, I unlock the door and I walk in and like I told you about the moldy house and how that bad that smell smelled, but the yeah. smell was worse. It was just like, and I was, it, it smelled so bad. My first thought was, please God, don't, don't <laughs> let me find a dead body, whether it be a human or, or an animal. Like, I don't want to find a dead anything. No, nope. Like bugs is okay. Like that's fine. But you know, I didn't want it. <laughs> and when I walked in, all these little bugs went flying up mm. all around me. And I was just like, oh, but <laughs> we were able to help that lady and, uh, you know, take it off her shoulder. She didn't have to worry about getting it cleaned out or anything. So, but yeah, there was no dead bodies. <laughs> there was none, at least that I saw. So, but yeah. I had um, a colleague of mine had to, um, they took a property listing and they got it after the body was removed, but he was there so long. He had damaged the floor. He had actually burned through the chair and the floor. It, it's pretty interesting. The body, when it decom- decomposes, it actually does a lot of damage of whatever it's touching. And so they had these, pretty pristine wood floors throughout this house. And then this like big armchair size hole in the floor. And they 
spent so much time trying to figure out what to do, like replace all the floors and there was the smell and it was just that they ran around for two weeks on that. And it wasn't in one of our hotter markets. So it wasn't, I don't think they got their full price based on what had happened there, but that was quite a, and you just get the phone call, you know, the body's gone, but can you help us? And you're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I think yeah. it was a floor call too. I think they just called in and basically said, our dad just died. We just got him out of the house. You know, can you come list it? It wasn't even yeah. one of those, we want to meet you and would you list our house? You know, realtor call. Yeah. yeah. That's really sad. Also that nobody knew for so long. Well, I think that was really, I mean, that's kind of one of the others. I mean, you're, you're talking about helping people and then, you know, realtors also do that as well. I mean, we kind of help comfort people. I was talking to a client yesterday and she was, so flummoxed that her mom bought so much stuff. And I said, you know, how old is your mom? And, <laughs> and I said, you know, that's a couple things. It's her age and it's, it's from world war yeah. two. It has a lot of hoarding has to do with the war. She went, oh, yeah. you know, so there's, we kind of bring that <laughs> other side in it to sometimes to help families. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, as a wholesaler and even you as a realtor, like, I feel like that's what we're all doing. We're just helping everybody as best as we can. So, yes. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I even like I wholesaled this one lady's house and we were able to get it done pretty quickly. And then like a few months later, she's like, Hey, I think I want to move to to Florida. Do you want to work with my house? And I went and I was like, your house is beautiful. (laughs) Like you should just list it with a realtor. Like it's gorgeous. And so I recommended one of my realtor friends and she was able to list it for her. And so, you know, I feel like we all, we all have a little part to play. Yeah. Somebody, somebody asked me the other day, what do realtors, what are, what, what's important to realtors? And I said, well, money, I guess, because that's just always the thing, you know, you kind of get into it for the income. But in the last couple of years, I've really shifted my focus to to working with really good people and enjoying the process and I'll get paid in the end. It's all good. And I've, I haven't always been focused on money, but I've been focused on building a career. So I've worked with a lot of people that I didn't enjoy working with. And now I'm at the point where I've had a few people this year where I'm just like, you know, I don't think we're fit. And it's always funny because the people that come right behind them are always the people that I'm just like, I just enjoy so much that when the transaction's over, I'm so sorry because I don't get to really see them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it can be a really, it's, it can be a real rewarding job. Yeah. And it's, it's always nice when uh, you get a hug at the closing table. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I haven't gotten very many of those lately. People are like, well. I know. Cause of COVID. I know. Yeah. But. Yeah. Well, is there anything you want to add? Uh, well, if you want to reach me, <laughs> if you want to reach me, um, I have a Facebook and Instagram at Sidewalk Property Solutions. Also, I have one, one for buyers. So if you want to be a cash buyer um, or an investor, and get real good deals. Uh, Oasishousebuyers.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram for that as well. Um, and yeah. 
Wow. Well, I, I have a, my Facebook, I mean, my email address is Christine at sidewalk property solutions.com. I have that. Yep. That's where we were corresponding through. And you are in Lexington, Kentucky. I am in Lexington, Kentucky. Yes. I actually searched this morning. Our median home price is two, just under $250,000, which is probably like the shacks where you live. <laughs> Not even the shacks. There's a couple up in the mountains, but we're at about a one, two, five as a median now. We just wow. jumped up. We started the year, I think, at about nine ninety five. Wow. And the yeah. buyers that were winning and still win are the, the ones that don't look at the listing price, but just look at where things are going. It's the only mm -hmm. way to win. And yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Somebody asked me the other day how it is. And I just looked down and I was like, man, it is brutal. You, you have to have faith that the value is going to be there, which I think it will be because the demand is so strong, but you know, it, it, it's hard when the prices go up so dramatically. Yeah. I, I kind of complain a little bit, but it doesn't do any good. There's been some realtors in town where I've called them. And I'm like, why did you price that house so low? And they're like, well, that's where it should be. Well, that's not where it's going to stay. So that's silly. <laughs> yeah. And you, so have you think that they should have listed it for higher? You mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a couple throughout this year where they've listed, listed them so low. They've gotten anywhere between 16 and 23 offers. And I just think that, you know, one, actually both realtors, I did call them and I said, Hey, what is going on? Why did you do that? And they just said, well, one of them said that's where they thought the price should be. And the other one said, you know, I wasn't really sure. So I just, this was the price I listed it at. And, and that particular house just set the buyer's world on fire. And I was pretty thankful. I didn't have buyers for one of them, because, but it's hard, you know, to tell them, yeah, the agent just told me they have 22 other offers, you know, and you don't want to kill. I always feel sometimes like I'm a dream killer, you know. But I was going to yeah. um, mention before we jumped up. So you have realtors that you refer to because you probably get all kinds of calls, mm -hmm. not just calls like. Yeah. And I call a lot of people, too. Like I call and text a lot of people. So um, yeah, I do have I have different. um different types of realtors, you know, like I have a commercial property realtor mm. who, you know, does strip malls and gas stations and apartments. And then I have friends who, you know, do single family. And then I have realtors who are, uh, they mostly help sending, they normally send properties uh, or sell properties to investors or they list properties from investors. So there's so many different ones and different mm -hmm. kinds. And so I personally think it's, it's really important to have a good network and being able to talk with different types of people and different, um, anyways, have different, uh, facets of the, the industry that they work yeah. in. Exactly. The reason mm -hmm. for our, for our um, chat today is just there's so many different people I know when, yeah and it's when, good to have a, a good network yeah when you see realtors sometimes people like you know people will call us from LA thinking that we rent properties like well realtors in this area mm. typically do not work in property management 
but there are a few are yeah. that do. I don't know that, actually who they are. I don't even know. Yeah. But there are different. Yeah, we all have kind of different that we that we work in. Well, yeah. I um, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate you coming back because I think this is interesting, especially since it's growing in our area. So people that are curious about this, this will be a good one. 